more than four decades and two Hall of Fames later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Up to date, up to the minute, and kind of get the late breaking stories right away. The 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware, now on FM 1071. The truth finally comes out about how many Americans Hamas is holding. I'll tell you that coming up here. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. We're always open, always ready to talk with you at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You can text and or call. The Rangers beat the D-backs 11-7, to 3-1 in the World Series. Just might be ready to wrap this puppy up. Of course, the MLB and the networks are not going to let that happen. You know that. So there'll be another win by the D-backs. You know it. CPS is hosting a rate increase meeting today, 5 to 7, CPS headquarters and online. They gave $20 million to San Antonio this year, which means the rates are $20 million too high. <laughs> because public utilities are not supposed to be for-profit organizations, and they're certainly not to be tax entities. And that's exactly what local, state, and federal governments have turned utilities into is a taxing entity. They charge you way too much. They keep going up on your rates, and it doesn't cost them that much to do the business. So everything above what it costs them is a tax on you, okay? That's a tax. That's why a city-owned utility like CPS could be a taxing entity. If the, if the city was, was taxing you $20 million too much every year, you'd freak, Right? I mean, everybody would go, wait a minute. Hey, you're charging $20 million too much. But but if they have CPS tax you an additional $20 million, which that's what that is. Again, public utilities are not supposed to be taxing entities, and they're not supposed to be for profit. They're not. Break even, and that's all. So, again, tonight, 5 to 7, they're going to have their little meaty-weedy, and they're going to talk about going up on your rates, and they're going to go up on your rates. They're going to come with a rate proposal. Uh, Listen, whatever you say to them tonight, uh, they don't care. (laughs) They're going to go up on your rates, and they're going to get the city council to approve it next year when they bring it to them. And they're going to get another 500000 or more, probably a million next year, to fly women to get abortions. That's what they use some of that money for. But. It's clear if they're giving the city $20 million, which they did in cash rooney then that's $20 million tax on you, the ratepayers of CPS. Their rates are $20 million too high, <laughs> and they are giving <clears throat> the rest of that to the city. And uh, that's a tax. That's what that is. Man and woman stealing from Macy's and North Star Mall last night, approached by a loss of prevention officer, and they shot him in the leg. Police say the man and the woman took off. There's a heavy police pre- presence at North Star Mall. Just uh, expect more and more of that to be happening in San Antonio. Because of the soft-on-crime policies from the DA and the city and Ron Nirenberg's encouraging of illegal aliens to be here, so on and so forth, just, just know that you can't go to North Star Mall without taking your weapon with you because you could be at any time one of those uh, victims just like that that this is happening more and more frequently in san antonio you had the guy shot in the chest last night or the night before last we were reporting on it and there's a shooting every night in this city in this town and uh it's a soft on crime city it's a blue city and they have turned this city into chicago and uh, that's what's going to happen to San Antonio. San Antonio is becoming one of the crime capitals of the United States of America, violent crime capitals of the United States of America. Get out while you can. Leave this city. Elon Musk tweeting or Xing. They did the update on X to me last night. It's not all that bad. I, I, I'm kind of liking what they've done so far. It, it only took, you know, I've only been on it for a little while, but it's not bad. Anyway, uh, he Xed. I don't know what you call it. We used to call it tweeted. I don't know. Anyway, the scale of illegal immigration across the U.S. southern border is staggering, and then he tweeted scenes of massive numbers of people that are just walking their way into the United States. Well, I have an update on that. There are 6,000 illegals that are heading to the United States as we speak. They are afoot. 
U.S. taxpayers continue to fund illegal immigration. We continue, through Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas, to send the money down there to the NGOs who then pay the uh, coyotes and the cartels to get these people to, to America. And the sanctuary cities now, like New York and Boston, have begun to charter planes to fly illegal aliens out of their sanctuary city. <laughs> we're a sanctuary city as long as you don't come here. But if you come here, we're going to put you on an airplane and fly you out of here. We're going to Martha Vineyard you because we don't want any brown people in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, they now have 10 million approximately in the United States illegally since Joe Biden has become president. You think 10 million? Do you think any of those are terrorists? Yeah. Like Tulsi Gabbard said a couple of nights ago, they even have nuke material they have brought in here. Well, Christopher Ray seems to think so. Boy, did he not uh, swallow hard yesterday. Wow. Did you hear? Let me play that for you because he had to stop and swallow hard. Cut number seven, Jimmy. He was asked whether or not we are safer under Joe Biden. And man, did he stop for the longest time. Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office? From the day he took office. What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated, uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to sure. be better prepared to deal with them. Sure. Like what? <laughs> like, like what have you done, Christopher Ray? Because it, it seems to me that just last week, you guys in law enforcement up there knew that you had a nut job with guns who wanted to shoot something up. And he did. <laughs> so, explain to me, FBI director, what has law enforcement done, meaning you guys at the FBI, local law enforcement as well, what have you guys done to be prepared? Because you could just change the name and the identity of the guy who did that last week, and it could be a foreign-born terrorist in here who takes a gun and walks into a bar in a bowling alley and wipes out a whole bunch of people. You didn't do anything there. You knew he existed. You knew he wanted to shoot places up. You knew he had the means to do it and forms a gun, which means to me you're complicit. That's what it means to me is that – you had all of this knowledge about this guy in Maine last week, and you let him do it anyway. You knew he was crazy. You knew he wanted to shoot a place up, and you knew he had guns to be able to do it with, and y'all didn't stop him. So y'all are complicit. Now, I can ascribe, and I do believe that they're with some in, in law enforcement, uh, you know, headed up to the big dogs up in D.C., that there are some who want these kinds of shootings to happen because they have a gun control agenda that they want to push. Now, that that's a bit conspiratorial, but I happen to believe that there are some at the upper echelons who are okay. The upper echelons of the of the uh, of the political class and of the upper echelons in in higher uh, law enforcement in Washington D.C. who have a gun control agenda in this country to take away law-abiding citizens and their you know their guns from law-abiding citizens and so you don't stop somebody like this carter guy from last week in maine when you know what he wants to do he's already told you right he went seeking help and yet you let him out and right back to his guns knowing what he wanted to do now you tell me why i shouldn't think that at least some of these people have that mindset and are okay with these shootings happen, happening so they can take guns away. The other part of this uh, illegal immigration stuff that's going on right now, huge, huge, huge red light districts are popping up in cities across this country. Let's just take New York City as an example. you got a whole lot of uh, Venezuelan prostitutes who have shown up in New York. They're walking around in their skimpy clothes. I bet you we have some around here. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, walking around in their skimpy clothes, and they're having sex out in the open. They're having sex out in the open because these red light districts now. Maybe they're not officially proclaimed a red light district, but they're a red light district nonetheless. Have propped up because the sex workers have been coming in from these foreign countries as well as illegal aliens into our country. Isn't that amazing?
Think about the transformation that has happened here. We we've we have yet we've never been in a greater threat for public safety, according to officials now. They're starting to agree with what I've been saying. The bad guys have been coming in and terrorists have been coming in. Now we have prostitutes having sex out in the open in these, you know, red light districts, which aren't really red light districts. And you have law enforcement allowing these guys who say, I'm crazy and I want to shoot up a place, to go back to their guns so they can shoot up a place. And when they do, law enforcement has no answer. Doesn't sound all that great now, does it? Sounds like a real big problem as far as I'm concerned. And Christopher Ray, when asked if we're safer under Joe Biden, took that long, long pause. He also said yesterday, the reality is terrorism threats have elevated. The ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole new level. Yeah, a whole new level for sure. Phones are on at 210-599-5555. Now, throughout the conflict that Israel and Hamas are having right now and the uh, terrorist attack, the worst terrorist attack that we have seen in forever, uh, that Hamas carried out in in terms of the atrocities and everything against the uh, citizens of uh, Israel and the ensuing uh, Nazism that we are seeing, an actual Nazism with those in our country shouting outside of Jewish homes and businesses and colleges that they're going to finish the job that Hitler started. This is who. This is what you're dealing with. Um, we have, you know, um, we have ventured on this show to be as factual as possible and to try to find out just how many Americans Hamas is actually holding. I mean, the official number that you get from the lion Biden administration is, well, it's about to... Uh, well, we think it's right around thirty some odd, you know. That they, but 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 it's less than fifty, you know. It's right around. No, 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 no. They're totally incorrect. That number is much higher, much higher. How about more than one thousand Americans being held by Hamas? What? That's right. More than one thousand Americans are being held hostage in Gaza by Hamas. Well, what do you what do you mean, Trey? I, I thought the, the the government said it's just around thirty people. And no, 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 no. The official numbers of people that are in the Gaza Strip that are Americans is over one thousand. They are not allowed to leave Gaza. If you are not allowed to leave, then you're being held hostage. The people who are trying to leave are not allowed to leave. So right now, effectively, Hamas is holding over 1,000 Americans hostage in Gaza because they won't let any Americans leave Gaza. This is the danger of the policies of the lion Biden administration. Time and time again, they have paid terrorists. They have traded with terrorists. They have given terrorists high-value targets back. You remember all the bombers and everybody that they have been sending back to the country so they could re-engage in the battle? This is all Barack Hussein Obama's playbook. Obama has always operated this way. And now the Pentagon sends 300 more troops to the Middle East as more and more attacks on our American soldiers, our American military, continue in the Middle East. All of those attacks are backed by Iran. And all this administration can say, because they're okay with it, all they can say is, don't, Iran, don't. They don't do anything about it. There's more than 27 attacks that they'll admit to, more than that, I'm told, against U.S. bases in Iraq and Syria, since October 17th, by Iranian-backed proxy forces, and at least 21 U.S. troops have been injured in those attacks and uh, continuing. The Biden administration, all they can say is don't, don't. Meanwhile, we have people embedded in our own government who are a danger to Israel. Yesterday, the Senate approved Jack Lew. Do you know who Jack Lew is? Jack Lew was the Treasury Secretary under Barack Hussein Obama. He's an Obama boy. Jack Lew is an Obama boy. Another one in this administration 
from the Obama camp. I'm telling you, Barack Obama is running this country through this administration. He is a third-term president, illegally, unconstitutionally, but he is. His staff, his people are running this country, not Joe Biden. And the Senate approved him yesterday to be the ambassador to Israel. (laughs) If you go back to the last Obama administration, the second term of Obama, he was completely anti-Israel, completely anti-Benjamin Netanyahu, completely anti-Jewish, totally supported Iran, totally supported that terrible nuclear deal that Barack Hussein Obama made with Iran to get them a nuke. And now he's being appointed ambassador to Israel. Imagine that. You're Israel. And the United States just appointed a man who hates you and your country, who who wants the elimination of your country to be your ambassador. Think about that. Meanwhile, we have them in other sections of our government. I told you last week about this PLO member that is working at the Department of Homeland Security that has been putting up all these terrible memes about uh, Hamas and how they are in the right and we need to kill Jews and so on. She has been working for the Department of Homeland Security deciding who comes into the country? And I brought it up last week, and I said, uh, do you think that's a bit of a problem? You have a pro-Hamas, pro-Hamas terror supporter working at the Department of Homeland Security, giving cards out to this person, denying that person, this person can come in, this person can come in. And I said at the time, do you think she's let any terrorists in here? Well, it came up yesterday with the great Senator Josh Hawley asking Alejandro Mayorkas, cut number one, about this. I'm sorry, what have you This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives, you have employees who are celebrating genocide, and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? That's exactly right. And Alejandro Mayorkas refused to answer, saying it's despicable that you would ask me about her. Cut number two, Josh Hawley drilled down a little bit further into what she had been saying. What about people who say things like, on October the 7th, F Israel, I'm cleaning up the language here, F Israel, the government and its military, are you ready for your downfall? People who say things like F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. May your conscience haunt your dreams until your last breath. Palestine will be free one day. F apartheid Israel and is any Israeli. What, this is pretty extreme rhetoric, don't you think? Senator, um, I do, and I think there is a distinction between espousing or endorsing terrorist ideology and uh, speech uh, that is uh, odious, that does not rise to that um, level. Fair enough. This person works for you. This person works at the Department of Homeland Security. This entire administration is a gigantic Trojan horse working against the United States of America. So GOP Senators John Barrasso, John Cornyn, Ted Cruz, and Pete Ricketts all, all came to the border and took a look around. Barrasso's saying, we have just returned from our southern border, and it is painfully clear. With Joe Biden's open border policy, our country is really at an increased threat for a terrorist attack. No joke, Sherlock. Again, this administration... Just like the previous Obama administrations is a Trojan horse working against the United States of America. And the border is just one of those places. Border Patrol agents seize immigrants carrying explosive devices tailored for terrorism, reports the senators who were there. You don't hear much about that on ABC now, does ya? No, they're not going to talk about that over on our ABC News. Uh-uh, we're not going to tell you about that at the top of the hour with ABC. We want to keep that from you. We don't want you to know 
that illegal immigrants are coming across our border, the ones that we know about, the ones that we encounter, and they're bringing explosive devices tailored for terrorism. And they went on to say yesterday the country is opened for a terrorist attack. But don't you worry. The FBI is on it, said Christopher Ray yesterday. After a very long, long pause, when asked if we're safer now under Joe Biden, he said, of course, you know, we're doing a whole lot more cut number seven to make Are sure. We safe? Go ahead. That's Are right. we safer than when Joe Biden took office, than the day he took office? <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> what I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated, uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. Stop. Just quit lying. You're, you're under oath. You raised your right hand and swore to tell the truth. What have you done? That we are better prepared to protect the American people from a terrorist attack. What? Because... To refute that, all I've got to do is hold up last week. Any of us old enough to remember what happened in Maine last week? Anybody? We all remember that, right? We're old enough to remember what happened in Maine last week. You had a guy who self-reported, by the way, turned himself in. So he even did their job. <laughs> he did law enforcement, the FBI's job, by turning himself in. He went to the authorities and said, I'm hearing voices. You know, people are talking to me in my head and telling me to shoot up places like an army base. And West Point's like right there. So, hey, I mean, they didn't even find him. He turned himself in. So that's one check against law enforcement and the FBI. Then he was a gun instructor and really good at shooting, according to the guys around him. So... They put him in a horse pistol for two weeks. Going to check him out. Hey, hey, you all right, man? Hey, he looks all right to me. Go ahead and eject him from the horse pistol back out into the general population and let him have his guns. <laughs> yeah. So Christopher Ray says that they're well planned for any terrorist attack that may happen in the United States. We're on top of it. The hell you are. <laughs> You ain't on top of nothing. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is pathetic. He turns himself in. He goes into lockdown for two weeks, and you guys let him back out till he goes and does what he said he was going to do when he turned himself into you. He did exactly what he told you he was going to do. He did your job for you, and you failed the American people, the people of Maine. Same thing happened in Sutherland Springs. The guy was clearly, he was one big red flag. And yet, the Air Force let him out to go do what he did at the church in Sutherland Springs. So don't, don't sit there and feed me a line of BS 47 miles long about how, yes, the threats have increased. There's no doubt about that. But so have our efforts, and we're really good at stopping these people now. Really, tell that to the children in Uvalde. Tell that to the people at Sutherland Springs. Tell that to the people in Maine. Shall I go on? Should I continue with all these places that you're supposedly on top of this? Maybe, just maybe, if you quit hunting down parents as they go to school board meetings, if you quit hunting down Christians who are praying, praying, if you quit hunting them down and pay attention to the bad guys, maybe, just maybe, you can do something about it. Okay, now, speaking of bad guys, we all can agree Anthony Fauci's a bad guy, okay? Um, I, I happen to believe that Anthony Fauci was all up in this whole COVID business, and he made a killing off of it. He made more money than, than, than anybody else, with the exception of Pfizer and Moderna. But he made more money than anybody else because he became an overnight star, bobbleheads, T-shirts, all the stuff he was selling as he carried this on, laughing 
behind your back about locking you up and making you wear a mask. He would laugh about that and made money off of it. Daily Mail exclusive. You ready? Anthony Fauci ran a lab, a research lab in Montana, experimenting with coronavirus strain. uh, Number one there, Jimmy. Coronavirus strain shipped in from the Wuhan lab a year before the COVID pandemic. They were in Montana. They were infecting bats with coronavirus in 2018. And it was funded by taxpayer money. Funded by your money. Fauci was the guy behind the lab in Montana. Using your money to infect bats, checking on an infection a coronavirus infection from the Wuhan lab. Somebody want to explain how he's not locked up for crimes against humanity? Somebody? Let me just uh, get away from the war stuff uh, for, for just a couple of minutes to talk about a couple of other things, and then I want you to hear some Joe Biden sound here in the next couple of minutes, and I'll take your calls at 210-599-5555. So Walmart, $9 billion makeover for 1,400 stores across the country coming to a store near you devoting more of its floor and retail space to their online grocery pickup and delivery because it's going gangbusters for them. More and more people. It's the future of retail. It's, you know, there's no doubt that either pickup or delivery is the future of retail. They've added new dollar shops next to the checkout as well. So watch for them to crush like the dollar store and Dollar Tree and all those as well. Uh, Walmart pharmacies are moving to the front of the store. Mine is at the front of the store already. I go in, take a right-hand turn. It's right there, but they're moving uh, all of them to the front of the store now. And private screening rooms because nobody's going to doctors anymore. So you go to the pharmacist, private screening room. You can get your shot there, your inoculation. And you can also talk to, have a consultation with the pharmacist, and the pharmacist can get you whatever you need right there. They'll have fresh exteriors. They'll have new signs. They'll have more shopping carts, more grab-and-go food and beverage options as well, and other changes including touch-and-feel displays for home goods such as bedding and pillows and stuff like that. Don't squeeze the shaman, however. Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, InBev sales tumbling even further thanks to Bud Light. No wonder they're giving Dana White. And UFC, I don't know how many billions of dollars to team up with them. It's going to be a loser, too. In fact, UFC is already starting to see some of the slap back on it. Bud Light was done the day that they hooked up with Dylan Mulvaney. They were done as a brand. And I've said it over and over again, and the only way that they're going to be able to sell this particular beer is to shut it down, shut that brand down, and change the label and change the name and sell something else. Otherwise, it just continues to go down. It's off another 13.5% in U.S. revenue. That's on top of the, what, 30 40% that it's already been down this year. Globally, it was down another 17% on top of their other declines that they have already had. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, the butt-kisser-in-chief, dressed his son as Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky for Halloween. And there he was, in in the whole Castro-Cuba outfit and walking around and doing Halloween stuff as Zelensky. Had the crossed American and Ukrainian flag on the green uniform, and they painted a little beard on him, and oh, how cute he was. A Utah man, infuriated and left in shambles, realizing that he drank urine instead of what he thought was a milkshake. He ordered a delivery from Grubhub, and it was Chick-fil-A meal. Caleb Woods is the guy's name in Utah. Said he stuck the straw down in the what he thought was a milkshake, took a big old swig, and realized, hey, that's not a milkshake. That's an interesting-tasting milkshake. And he got sick. So he called up the Grubhub guy and said, get back over here. And, uh, yep, sure enough, 
The Grubhub guy is out all night long running around delivering food, and so he's using a cup as the bathroom in his car. Not the first time nor the last time that that's going to be that's going to happen. <clears throat> he confused the urine cup with the uh, milkshake cup, or so he said. Wink, wink, nod, nod, maybe. Or maybe, maybe it was an honest mistake. Um, Grubhub canceled the contract with that certain delivery driver. And I'll just add this to it. Always check. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not a big one for the whole bring food to my house anyway, because I don't know you and I don't know what may be in that food. So I don't I you know, I'd rather just come pick it up. Thank you very much. And we don't do you know, at our house we don't do a whole lot of fast food anyway. Way too expensive for what you get these days. It's way too expensive for what you get. I'd rather throw something on at the house, cook it myself, boom, we're done. But even if you go through a drive-through, don't just stuff the straw down in there and take a swig. Just lift the lid while they're getting the rest of the meal and check it. You know, take a look. You never know. North Dakota woman fatally poisons her boyfriend hours after he inherited thirty million dollars. God, poor dude, inherits thirty million dollars. Comes home, girlfriend gives him a bunch of antifreeze. He dies the next day. She thought she was going to get the $30 million, but instead she's getting a lifetime jail sentence more than likely. Okay, here is Joe Biden, cut number four from yesterday. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, uh, it represented uh, the, the, the moment we walked away from how this country was built when we got into the trickle-down series. What? Um, again... And I'm going to cut number six here, Jimmy. Again, I don't play these to make fun of Joe Biden. This is not about his age either, okay? I play these because he's running to be president next year, we are told. I don't believe that's going to be the case. I don't believe he's going to be running for president. But we are told he wants to be president again. Now, we are told he is president right now, and this is proof, uh, once again, that he's not and that Barack Hussein Obama is running this country through this guy. We I, uh, um, anyway, the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, from from uh, uh, Char, excuse me, from Charlotte. One, another line going from in Florida down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. And, and, and Joan, Shingang, I'm going to pronounce it right. Shanga, 159000000000 dollars lead. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. <laughs> I was going to put him uh, foot. Again, I ask you, would you let that guy take your kids for a ride on a school bus? Would you let him fly your aeroplane? You're going on vacation, would you get on an aeroplane with a captain who sounds like that? Would you put him in charge of anything that's a life and death situation? And our world right now for our country is in a life and death situation. This is perfect for the Trojan Horse administration to continue to destroy this country from the inside out. No, I'm not making fun of Joe Biden. I'm not laughing at him. This is serious. And that's the one. He's the guy right there. Democrats, lefties, you going to reelect that? Yep, Saturday night's the night that you got to flip the clock back, so this is beautiful. We, we, we love fall. We love that. We love that idea of flipping. Well, listen, I personally, I love flipping the clock back, not necessarily because I'm going to sleep an extra hour. I, I figure I'll get plenty of sleep, you know, after I leave the planet. But <laughs> it, it's not the extra hour of sleep. It is the whole idea of having darkness in the evening so I can get to sleep in the evening time. 
which for for those of us who are shift workers who work a shift like this, that's really important. I can't tell you how important that is. During the summer, I've got Nancy uh, put up blackout curtains and blackout stuff all over the windows and everything in our bedroom so I can get to sleep when it's still bright daylight, which it's still, what, during the summer it's almost still 9 o'clock at night, right? And i got to get to bed so I can get up at midnight. And so uh, at this time of year, I'm totally into it for that. Plus, you know, the chilly weather. I don't like it cold, cold, but I do like it a little bit cooler than what it was this summer. Anyway, let's dive into some of this news. And any of it you want to talk about, 210-599-5555. Come along and uh, dive in here with me, all right? Um, I am going to touch on the Israel uh, Hamas thing and what's going on and how that is uh, how that's playing out right now. But we'll 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 get to that in just a minute. I just wanted to mention to you, if you're concerned and you're a CPS customer and you're concerned about the rates going up, CPS is going to hold a rate increase meeting today, five to seven at CPS headquarters, and they're going to do it online. If you would like to be a part of that and i guess they're going to let you to get you know speak i mean why else would they invite the public anyway my point on them is that they gave 20 million dollars to the city it's a city owned utility so they share with the city what they you know their their profits anything that's that's above uh what what it costs them to do business they share a portion of that with the city, and this year it was $20 million or so the city told us it was $20 million, which, if you remember, the debate was they took 500000 of that, and they're going to uh, provide the killing of children, preborn children, with 500000 of that money. But if they gave $20 million to the city, what that says to me is the rates are $20 million too high. Look, <clears throat> these city-owned utilities are not supposed to be money makers. They're not supposed to be profit centers because these utilities, once they become a profit center like this, you know what it is. It's a taxing entity at that point. You see, if the city came to you, if the politicians of the city came to you and said, we're going to raise your taxes by $20 million in San Antonio, this year your taxes are $20 million higher, <laughs> what would you say? How would you react? Now, now, now look, I, I guess San Antonio is lost to the leftists at this point, so they probably wouldn't. They probably cheer. I don't know. But in, in in saner times and in a saner place, most people, when they were told that their you know, their taxes are going to go up in one year by twenty million dollars, they probably freak out. Probably. Um, but if you run it through a utility such as your energy company, your water company, your phone company, etc., right? Then hey, it's not it's not a tax anymore. Aha. It's a fee. We're putting a fee on you, baby. And so CPS turned over twenty million dollars to the city this year. The city took five hundred thousand to fly women to go get abortions. Public utilities are not supposed to be tax entities, but this one is by about $20 million, according to what they gave to the city last year in their agreement. And probably more than that, because they didn't give the city all of the profits. So uh, they're going to ha- host a rate increase meeting today from 5 to 7, and I think what that probably means is they're going to go up on your rates. <laughs> I've been watching these folks for a long, 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 long time, and Yes, they're, it's not like they're going to come up next week and go, you know, after hearing from the citizens of San Antonio and our customers, we're going to cut our rates by $20 million. We're going to have a $20 million cut because obviously we're charging you too much money. That's not going to happen. They're going to go and say, we have to put in new lines and we have to do more infrastructure and we have to do more to get more power here. We have to do more solar panels and more of those windmill thingies that don't work when the weather's bad. So listen, we're, we're that's what we're going to do. We're, we're just going to we have to do it, or else you're not going to have power. If we don't do it, you're not going to have power. Unless we do this, you won't have any electricity in your home. You're going to burn up in the summer, freeze to death in the winter. So we we have to do this. And they give twenty million to the city, and the city provides abortions out of state against state law with that money. So they will come with a rate increase going to take it to city council. City council is going to rubber stamp it because there are all a bunch of socialists down there who love taxes. And that's all that is. That's a $20 million tax 
on customers of CPS. Oh, and the others do it too. The other utilities do it as well. When you look at your phone bill and they're talking about internet connectivity out in the you know suburban areas and out in the rural areas, that's a tax. They're taxing you to give away internet to people in the hinterlands. That's what that is. All right. Elon Musk just tweeted, I guess, you know, I still going to call it a tweet, although they updated X last night, Twitter, and it's really cool. I, so far, I've been playing with it overnight. It's really kind of a cool update. Uh, it's all He calls it X, but, you know, what, what do you say? Elon X'd overnight? I don't know. That sounds kind of wrong. Anyway, um, this is what he put up. The scale of illegal immigration across the U.S. southern border is staggering. And then there was video of all these many, 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 many people coming in here. What we have headed to the United States as we speak, another 6,000 illegal aliens are on the road here. They're marching their way from southern Mexico across Mexico to the United States. We know they're coming. Mexico has got police that's escorting them, kind of like a funeral, you know. you got police stopping the traffic. Come on through, y'all. Come on, you know. And so they're aiding and abetting it. Our taxpayer money is sent to the NGOs who then give it to the coyotes and the cartels. Those NGOs are non-governmental organizations, and you know all the names of them. They give it to the cartels. They give it to the coyotes in order to get those people up here. And it just continues. So we got another 6,000 on their way. And right now, the number is right around 10 million here illegally since Joe Biden became president. Numbers higher than that because you got a whole lot of getaways. You have huge red light districts that are popping up in cities across the country with sex out in the open. Oh, yeah. You got a bunch of prostitutes and whatever from Venezuela and all these places that have come up here. And they've gone into New York City and Boston and San Antonio. And they are walking around in a little bitty skirts with the tushies hanging out and cutting a deal. And then having sex out in the open in just a you know all-out red light district in these cities, and the cities that proclaim to be sanctuary cities such as Nueva York and uh, Boston and places like that, they are now chartering planes to fly illegal aliens out of their so-called sanctuary city. Now hold on just a minute. I thought if people got here, they could go to New York and Chicago and Boston. Miami, Los Angeles, and on and on I could go with all those cities that prior, during the Trump years, during the Trump years, they all said, we're sanctuary cities. If you get here, you're going to be safe and sound. And now they can't get rid of the illegal aliens fast enough. Crime has soared. Uh, they're paying these illegal aliens to live. Ron Nirenberg's giving them a hotel room. Just come over here. You can, you know, have your red light district over there. You can do your drugs at the Holiday Inn, and taxpayers are going to feed you and put you up. Thank you, Ron Nirenberg, for importing more and more criminals and more and more illegal aliens into the city of San Antonio as you continue to ruin this city. This once beautiful, glorious place known as San Antonio, old San Quilimus, is now being destroyed by a guy from Massachusetts. Another Trojan horse. Just like the Biden administration is a Trojan horse destroying America, Ron Nirenberg and the city council is a Trojan horse destroying San Antonio. But that's what leftist Democrats do everywhere they go. The deuce, Peter Ducey. Ask John Kirby in cut number three, John Kirby yesterday, as he's the official spokesperson because Corrine Jean-Pierre can't get the job done, about these anti-Semitic threats and whether or not these people are being classified now as extremists. I don't uh, know that we're classifying people as domestic terrorists for that. I mean, I, that's really a question better left to law enforcement. I'm, I'm not aware that there's been such a... Uh, a characterization of that. Uh, uh, well, y you know what was interesting was uh, back when parents were going to school board meetings and they were objecting to critical race theory, they were objecting to transgender boys raping girls in bathrooms in schools, the Biden administration and the DOJ with Merrick Garland officially branded those parents as extremists as domestic terrorists.
But the people who are in this country, marching in this country, saying that Jews should be killed in this country, saying that Jews should have their heads cut off in this country, saying that Jews should be shot while they're in college in this country, this administration refuses to call those people extremists. So if you're a parent and you're concerned about what your child is being taught and you take a book from your child's library and you go read it at the, at, at the school board meeting, you now are an extremist. You're a white supremacist and you are a domestic terrorist. Or like the daddy who went to the school board meeting after he found out his daughter had been raped in a bathroom by a guy pretending to be a girl and the school board covered it up. That was in Virginia. And he and the rest of the parents who showed up at the school board meeting, they're domestic terrorists. We have to follow them around. And the same thing is true with Christians who went and prayed in front of abortion clinics. They didn't do anything wrong. They just went and prayed. And the FBI breaks into their home with 28 guys and guns, scaring little children inside the home and hauling dad out for praying. Praying. So you go to school board meeting because you're concerned about your child or you pray in front of an abortion clinic. You are a domestic terrorist. But... If you are marching in the streets of America saying, chop the heads off of Jews, shoot Jews, you know, disembowel them, do all these things that Hamas has done, and you're supporting that, you are not an extremist. You're not a domestic terrorist. You see what they're doing. You're very clear on it. 210-599-5555. Good morning, Victor. Morning, Trey. I was just thinking... Why can't we send some South Texas boys, the oil field boys, to go down there and drill those tunnels? You got the Mediterranean Sea, which is a mile and a half. You flood them. You flood the tunnels. It'd be so easy for them. You talk about drain it and let the, or, or drill the holes and let the water fill up those, those tunnels? Well, part of the problem with that, Victor, and thank you for the call, part of the problem with that is Americans are being held there. And I appreciate your call. And we're not just talking about 30 Americans like the lion Biden administration has told us. It's over 1,000 Americans who are being held hostage in Gaza. Over 1,000. Have you heard about the sponge bombs? No. Okay, this is a new device the IDF has that they're using on the tunnels in Hamas. It's a bomb that has two chemicals separated by a metal plate. When the metal plate is removed, those chemicals interact and it becomes like a big wall of cement and they're sealing off some of the tunnels with these bombs from the idf good keeping the hamas people trapped into the tunnel and it blocks them from being uh you know attacked from behind once they go into a tunnel and i heard this on mark lee van camp it's called a sponge bomb that's cool it's very cool it sounds sci-fi but they are doing stuff with the tunnels to yeah. Eradicate and dismantle the tunnel's access. Well, I've got a lot of friends in the military, and uh, and, and they'll tell you, man, that we, we have stuff that you don't even know and, and couldn't even dream about, you know? Uh, stuff that obviously we have given to other countries such as Israel and so on and so forth, like this thing, that are just amazing. And uh, it's that's that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to know that that's uh, I want to see one. Used. I want to see video of one and see how quick it expands and yeah. hardens. Yeah. I'm going to start doing research on them. But I heard it yesterday, and I was like, this is awesome. That's cool. Well, you know, there's also uh, uh, news this week that we are advancing a bomb that's 24 times a a nuke that's 24 times more powerful than what we dropped on Hiroshima. Uh, That's incredible. But also, this president (laughs) is inviting the Russian scientists and the Iranian scientists and the Chinese scientists I don't know what that is. Can you hear that? Donate blood or something? Oh, okay. Thank you. Anyway, uh, and inviting them to come to the nuclear test of the of our new nuclear bomb. So, yeah, that's going on here in our country as well. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I told you yesterday that the Republicans have a 13-page bill that they put out that completely is uh, offsetting the cost of the foreign aid the $14.3 billion to be sent to Israel. 
They have decoupled that from the Ukrainian aid, which it should be decoupled. In fact, no more money for Ukraine until they have a complete investigation into where the money is going. There's clear evidence, clear evidence that that's a money laundering theft operation that is going on in Ukraine right now. So no more money goes to Ukraine. But here, as far as Israel is concerned, the House Republicans have a bill now, $14 billion bill, but it's offset by uh, money from the IRS. Now, Chuck Schumer, in cut number five, says this about offsetting the cost. Emergency foreign aid should not be offset. Emergency foreign aid should not be offset. So what Chuck Schumer and the Democrats and this president, because the White House said they're going to uh, veto this bill, if it makes it through, it's not going to make it through the Senate. Mitch McConnell is simpatico with Chuck Schumer. They are one and the same. It's the uniparty in the Senate. Uh, Over in the House, Mike Johnson, the all-new House Speaker, says, nope. We got to pay for these things if we want. And this was why it was so significant to have a change in the speakership. Somebody has got to put some fiscal sense back into what we're doing, and he's doing that. Just like you, if you go to the store and you want to buy something, that means you can't buy something else. That's how that works. You want to buy something, that means you can't buy something else. And so. Uh, that's what the Republicans are demanding, and Joe Biden says, well, I'm not going to sign that. And the White House also says, look what they're doing to the Jews. The House Republicans, they don't want to support Israel, and they don't want to support the Jews. Nope. I told you when Joe Biden put that with the Ukrainian aid and border aid and all of the things that he put all into one bill, that that's why he was going to do it. He knew, number one, that Ukraine was dead on arrival and Ukraine aid would not get approved unless he coupled it with Iran and or, or with Israel. And when they said no to that, then they could say to the Repu- uh, that the Republicans don't want to help Israel, which is a lie. All Joe Biden wants to do is continue to spend money that we don't have. We don't have the money. We got to take it from somewhere else. And I think the IRS and maybe CPS might be a couple of good places to take that money from. I'm going to go straight to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline with my friend John Hayward is here. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Hope you are, too. It's great. Uh, in fact, we have a little bit cooler weather here, so that's that's always nice after a super hot summer. A um, super hot time in the news right now as well with a wide open border and Christopher Ray, the FBI director, appearing before Congress yesterday saying that, yeah, you know, uh, with, with this uh, with this threat over there in the Middle East thing that's going on over there, we we definitely, in fact, let's let's play it. Um, we, we definitely have more threats here in our country and then asked whether or not we are safer under Joe Biden. This was the answer that Christopher Ray gave. Cut seven. Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, than the day he took office? gulp (laughs) what i would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated uh, but i also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them now let's talk about that right there john for a minute because um i'm old enough to remember last week when a guy who turned himself in because he was hearing voices. Not only any guy, but a a firearms instructor who was an expert marksman turned himself in. So he actually did law enforcement's job for them. And then they kept him for two weeks and then returned him back to his weapons, even though he said he wants to go shoot up a military installation. And sure enough, he didn't shoot up a military installation, but he went out and shot up a bowling alley in a bar, killing 18 people and wounding 13. So pray tell, what is it that they have done to prepare for terrorist attacks on our own soil? Exactly. That talking point is absurd on its face, even if you realize that he's studiously avoiding talking about the gigantic threat Joe Biden is exposed to by throwing the border open and just letting millions of whoever stream across it. And we know we've been catching terrorists down there. The Border Patrol has caught Iranian operatives down at the border. We don't know how many got through. And that's all Joe Biden that's done that to us. And here's Christopher Ray mightily struggling not to mention any of that. And he still lies through his teeth and says, oh, we're all kinds of prepared for what 
whatever is going to happen now at the law enforcement level. And as you pointed out, no, the hell you are. <laughs> you have criminals actually surrendering to you before they commit mass murders, and you let them go. And the answer, the only answer this, this decrepit, corrupt government and party that rules it can give us to th- into situations like that is more gun control laws, which to me is a frank admission that they're derelict in their duty. When they say the answer to what happened in Maine is that we need more laws against innocent citizens you know, instead of the criminals, that to me is them admitting we have no idea how to govern. We're comprehensive failures. So all we can do is throw another law on the pile and hope you forget about the 30,000 laws we're not enforcing. Senators John Barrasso, John Corn, and Ted Cruz and Pete Ricketts just went to the border and came back to Washington and said, uh, we got to talk about this, guys. This is a huge problem that people are coming across the border illegally carrying explosive devices tailored for terrorism. How in the world do we continue with this policy? All I can do at this time, John, is without buying off on a conspiracy theory, that is say that some of these people inside the Beltway are okay with these mass shootings because they're not doing anything. Even when the guy turns himself in, they don't do anything about it. So I think in some instances, some of these people want to use these shootings, these spree killings. They want to use this stuff as a way to you know come after our guns. But at the same time, they're leaving the border wide open with explosive devices tailored for terrorism, according to these senators. And they're not doing anything to close this border down. They're not doing anything to check these people. They're just coming right on in no matter what. So this administration, to me, is just a giant Trojan horse meant for the downfall of this country. They're already hauling enough fentanyl across Joe Biden's border to kill hundreds of thousands of Americans, so why not bombs too? That's easy. (laughs) If you don't know who people are and you don't know where they go after they cross the border, then you don't know what's in their backpacks. It could be anything, and it would be very easy for a hostile government to pay a little money to the coyote smugglers, to the the immigrants themselves, to carry whatever they want across the border and position it wherever they need it to be. That's an entirely plausible threat. And your government, Joe Biden, this administration, they couldn't care less. They don't want to do a thing about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to let you protect yourselves against it. It's, it's just disgusting. I'm, I'm just amazed that people are not up in arms with pitchforks and torches over this. Well, and I'll tell you what else is disgusting is the amount of anti-Semitism, the, the amount of pro-terrorism, pro-Hamas terrorism that we have in this country, where these folks are, are marching in our streets saying, kill the Jews, uh, take the heads off of Jews, go to Cornell University and shoot the Jews. We have all this going on all across our country. And let's go ahead, Jimmy, and play John John Kirby, cut number three, was asked by the Deuce, Peter Ducey, yesterday, whether or not they're classifying these people as extremists. I, I don't uh, know that we're classifying people as domestic terrorists for that. I mean, I, that's really a question better left to law enforcement. I'm, I'm All right, so here's the deal. Um, I remember last summer and last year up in Virginia when the moms and dads went to the school board meeting because they had a, a boy pretending to be a girl in the schools, and he had raped a girl, and daddy went up there, and a bunch of parents went up there, and, you know, the next thing they know, they were talking about it in, in, in open session because the school board had covered it up. And the next thing you know, Merrick Garland in the Department of Justice has them branded as domestic terrorists, violent extremists, uh, domestic terrorists. we got to keep a watch on them. Same thing is true with parents who went to abortion clinics and prayed. They sent 28 of FBI's finest agents to a man's home to arrest him for praying in the road in front of an abortion clinic. Those are violent extremists. Those guys right there are the, oh, they're the worst of the worst. They're domestic terrorists. But you can march in the streets of America uh, demanding the heads of Jews, demanding that Jews be shot, and you're not an extremist? You're not branded as a, as a domestic terrorist? Who are these people? Well, and the entire mechanism in the media that was responsible for persecuting those anti-abortion protesters is swinging into action to protect these Hamas activists. They won't tell you their names. They'll try as hard as they can to protect their identities. They're writing editorials justifying what they do. The New York Times just ran an editorial justifying and defending the people that are tearing down the posters of Hamas kidnap victims. They, they said that's their legitimate free speech. They feel aggrieved and powerless, and all they can do is rip down those posters, and we have to understand their race. 
So, I mean, yeah, this is uh, I, I hope that if you're a normal person, you're getting good and angry about all this and you're ready to do something about it because you're going to have an election coming up pretty soon. And there are going to be a lot of attempts to make you forget what the left has been doing over the last few days. Don't keep your eyes wide open. Remember who and what they are and then vote like the wind to cleanse Democrats from public office. That's the only way your country is ever going to start getting better. And that's the only way that people are going to stop being coddled and protected when they do stuff like this. You have an amazing command of the English language. So I want to play cut number four. It's the guy we call president, but we all know he's really not. And he's saying something. So with your command of the English language, please interpret this for us. Translate. You know, uh, it represented uh, the, the, the moment we walked away from how this country was built when we got into the trickle-down series. What? <laughs> what? What are we doing, John? How do we have somebody like that, okay, as the president of this country? Well, my translation would be, I'm old and I don't belong in the White House. That's that's pretty much what he's saying there. But, I mean, even, even if you take away how old and broken his brain is, look at what he's trying to say. It's this stupid, infantile, witless, left-wing drivel that somehow there was trickle-down economics and that's uh, Republicans and that's not what the country – I mean, he, he's old and senile, but the idea he's trying and failing to convey is dumber than a bag of hammers even if he wasn't old and senile. And that's what I'm saying. we got to be better than that. Look at where we are. We're teetering on the edge of a fiscal apocalypse. This whole government is going to come crashing down in ruins in a mountain of debt all around us. We're wide open to security threats. We got that way because people indulged and believed in this childish and infantile ideology for too long. We got to grow up, and, and we got to grow up fast. Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One, John Hayward. We'll talk next week, John. Thank you, sir. Sounds great. Talk to you then. So I just received a text here, 210-599-5555. What would Trump supporters do to correct all this going on in the United States? Y'all just complain, revenge, revenge. You've never said anything to correct this. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I talk about how to correct it all the time. And every single topic that I talk about, I talk about how you correct it. Okay, let's just take, I'll take that challenge and I'll raise you a few, all right? If I, and here's the deal I'll make with you. If I can prove to you how we can do this, are you going to vote against Joe Biden? You see, you wouldn't. And, and, and even if you said to me, because Democrats and left-wingers lie all the time. Republicans do lie too. But if, even if you said to me, yes, I, I, would, I would abandon the Democrat Party if you could show us a way out of this, you're still not going to. You know why? Because you get a bunch of free stuff. You know, most of the Democrats, most of the people on the left are losers who can't contribute anything to society. Oh, yes, I said it. And so they vote for the free stuff that the Democrats supposedly give them. But what they're doing is enslaving people. And, and they admitted to it back in the 1960s when LBJ did it. Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to seal up the border. You want to completely shut the border down. And I do mean completely shut it down. Nobody else comes into the United States, period, full stop. Then <laughs> you supposedly have people paper on the people who are here. You want to get them and round them up and get them out of this country ASAP, as fast as possible, every single one of them, starting with the 200 that you know who came in here who are on the terror watch list. And then all of the others that came in here from those countries that are terrorist countries, such as Iran. You want to get them out of here, and you want to get them out of here now, as in immediately now. You don't mess around with this. The other thing that you do is you don't spend another dime in Ukraine until you have a full accounting of where all the money is going. And every last penny of that money has to go through the hands of both conservatives and some Democrats in a committee before it goes anywhere in Ukraine. Period. Full stop. Oh, and the other thing you have to do before you spend any more money is you have to offset that spending. No more printing and throwing money out there. If you can't offset it like people at the kitchen table have to do every day, if you can't offset it with something you're already spending money on, then you don't get to spend it. You don't get to create new money out of thin air and throw it around the world. Sorry, we don't have any more. You're making it up, and you're going to crash this country. So you say, that's it. If you want to spend, you know, what does he say, $60 billion right now, over $80 billion over in Ukraine right now, he wants to spend another $80 billion in Ukraine, find $80 billion that you're spending right now. Take it from welfare. Take it from welfare. 
and then go out and explain to the welfare folks why you can't give them their money on Skid Row because you're sending it to Ukraine. But no more creating money out of thin air. So there's two great starts that we can do right now to better protect this country and start to shore up our economy. Oh, and the other thing you can do is cut taxes. Ileana, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. I am a Trump supporter, and I will say this much. We have plenty of good ideas, such ideas as using the ATF's own precognition of how to determine what a definition is and actually use that for border patrol. Every 18-wheeler that has to pull up to a dock is considered to be a port of entry. Where does Border Patrol have uh, control of? 200 miles within the border. If you designate every single Sally Port a port of entry in the United States, we can round up every single illegal immigrant, or should I be more technically honest, illegal alien criminal, and send them back. Um, Second of all, yeah. we have a mothball fleet with hospital ships. The United States military could just pump $1 million into getting three of those ships operational, and we'll have deportation ships. So we could drop these people off in masses. We're talking about 13,000, 14,000 people dropping them off, like oh, the yeah. people that escaped from Cuba or, yeah. let, let's say, not Venezuela, let's say Mexico or Colombia or well, even China. I, I'm fine with you. Send them all back and drop them off the map. And i, I got to let you go, Leon, and thank you very much for the call. What I would do is uh, that's fine if you want to press that into service, but I would say just put them right back on the other side of the border. <clears throat> that was the Eisenhower plan, and he pushed them further back and further back and further back and seal up the border to- totally. Use your wire, use your walls, use your military. Your military is here to defend your borders. Let the military defend your borders with tanks and guns, all right? And the trucks that we, you know, allow to come in here because they're bringing all this stuff in here, every one of them is to be inspected. Wait a minute. We don't have the manpower to do that. Well, if you've got enough manpower and enough money to buy 87,000 IRS agents, you can certainly buy enough Border Patrol agents to have every single truck inspected before it makes it into the United States. Every single one of them. Well, it's going to stop everything. Well, then leave a day before you need to be here, okay? All right? Plan. Plan ahead. Leave a day before. But this is nonsense. This administration is a Trojan horse destroying this country from the inside out. We need new leadership, and we need it yesterday.